last movie you guys saw? Uh, no, I watched uh, Lost Soul. Lost Your Day. Lost uh, a documentary about uh, the Dr. Moreau. Oh, oh, yeah. It's okay. pretty amazing. Is it pretty amazing? <laughs> yeah. God, Dr. Moreau, the opposite of amazing. But... So, Robert, really into shitty movies? Yeah. Are you into shitty movies? Oh, I love shitty movies. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Have you seen The Island of Dr. Moreau? The, uh... Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando. The Marlon Brando one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, long, long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long we, time. I host a shitty movie night on uh, Friday nights. I'll, I'll have to invite you. They're uh, kind of fun. Yeah, They're I hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> but we did we did that one last. It was, it was quite fun. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? I yep. think so. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to I Want You to Watch This. I am your host, as always, Dennis. And I am joined by my two co-hosts, Craig and Colin. How are you both? Doing pretty good today. All right. I'm good, Dennis. Good. All right. It's a very special episode. It's our second guest episode. I love guest Yay. episodes. Yay. They tend to be fun. Um, and uh, today's guest is Rob. And Rob is affiliated with Craig. Uh, why don't you guys talk about your little relationship right there? How'd you, how'd you worm him into my amazing studio? <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob actually was one of my professors when I went to Regis University. Um, currently, we both work there. And... He uh, is a professor of the communications department, yep. and I'm sure he can communicate a little bit more about himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a professor uh, over at Regis University, uh, teach ethics, uh, rhetoric, coach the debate team for about 10 years before I handed it off. And that's actually where we met, I think, right? Is yeah. Probably through uh, a mutual friend brought you to the debate team and participated for a while. Yeah, I actually just heard from him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And, and we, uh, I think we, we, recognized a love of uh, punk concerts together Craig and I so started doing that yeah Rob actually really kind of introduced me to like going to punk shows <laughs> I'd listened to some punk music before because you know I was a little bit angry as a youth <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well well well, what a, what a perfect movie you brought to the table. <laughs> yeah, <but I'm laughs> no coincidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, that kind of reminds me that I'd like to kind of refresh our uh, our three audience members of uh, who we are. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am I'm Dennis. Uh, my background's in biology. I'm kind of the resident movie idiot. I don't have any really formal knowledge on any of this. I'm just a big movie fan, uh, specifically sci-fi movies. Love sci-fi. I will watch shitty sci-fi movies. I'll read shitty sci-fi novels, and I'll hate them both. But I still love it for some reason, some masochistic reason. <laughs> Anyways, Craig, how about you? Um, yeah, I'm Craig, and uh, I also don't really have a background in movies. I uh, pretty much do music, vocal performance. Yeah, but you, you I have like sing kind a of bunch like a... of little things. I love watching movies. Yeah, you have a background in like performance. So yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, We're stretching musical here. theater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, not so much on the movie side, but I also enjoy movies and I don't know, my, my movie kryptonite would probably be comic book movies. I'll pretty much, pretty much watch any shitty comic book movie and just whether I hate it or not, I'll still, <clears throat> even knowing that I'll go in and I'll still watch it. Movie kryptonite. I like that. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I, that, that's going to be my question for future guests too. So what's your movie kryptonite? All right, Colin? Uh, I'm Colin. My background is in theater, um, not really in movies, but it's kind of a related field. So um, I have a little bit more of a background, but not really. Um, and that's a good question. What's your my movie kryptonite? Like, I guess just really bad movies, like famously awful, awful movies. Or I'll just watch those no matter what. Well, you're the one that pulled us all into this whole shitty movie mess. I was. And <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> 
So, sometimes I, I, mean, yeah. I rue your name. If, 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 I'm sitting if in my room. For and me, like, you guys would have never it! seen Birdemic. Oh, yeah. yeah. But oh, also, yeah. if it wasn't for you, I would have never seen yeah. Birdemic. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's both ways. <laughs> All right, that'll bring us back to you. Uh, Rob, what's your, what's your movie kryptonite? What's the movie genre that you can't help but watch and be obsessed about? Oh, Asian action films. Okay. Oh, oh, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so like Bond. Yeah. And if it comes out of South Korea, I'll watch it. If oh, it Asian. Of... I thought you said agent. Agent. <laughs> <laughs> well, the agents could be Asian. There's quite a few of those. But yeah, if, if there's a, a Asian action film that I haven't seen, I, I'd be surprised at this point. Oh, yeah. right on. Yeah. Um, that that remind there was a uh, for a while the movie theater near here or just the theater near here they used to host a uh, it was like Kung Fu Tuesdays uh-huh. and it was a free event and you could just show up and like watch like any kind of Asian action movie that they were airing and mm-hmm. usually they're from like long time ago and not very good but I they think were we fun. watched like half of the Lone Wolf and Cub series at oh yeah oh. yeah that was, that's what introduced me to it actually um, all right well um, I guess we we've rambled on enough about what's going on here uh, we're by the way, we're in the middle of our thriller block, actually at the tail end of it, um, having uh, Rob as a guest is extending it. Um, one more movie. Usually we have three movies in blocks, and now I'm we honored. have four. I'm honored. Thank you. And, uh, Breaking the rules well, for me. Thank you for bringing this movie to us. I, yeah. Uh, very much so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so but before I talk more about it, I'm going to pass it off to Rob to introduce this movie. So okay. take away Rob. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to read a little description here. I might butcher a couple early names. Uh, Green Room is a 2015 movie written and directed by uh, Jeremy Saulnier. The movie stars Anton Yelchin, the, the late Anton Yelchin, I guess we should say. Rest in peace. Uh, Imogen Poots and Alias Shawcat. And here's the plot for you. Uh, Pat, Sam, Reese, and Tiger are members of a punk band, the Ain't Rights, traveling through the Pacific Northwest. After their gig is canceled, local radio host Tad arranges a show outside Portland through his cousin Daniel. At the club, a neo-Nazi skinhead bar in the remote Oregon woods, the band opens with the Dead Kennedys cover, Nazi Punk's Fuck Off. This angers the audience, but they win them over with their original songs. After the show, Pat returns to the green room to retrieve Sam's phone. He sees members of the neo-Nazi band Cowcatcher in the body of a girl, Emily, who's been stabbed to death. Emily's Emily's friend Amber asks Pat to call the police. He does so, reporting a stabbing, but bar employees Gabe and Big Justin confiscate the band's phones and hold them hostage in the green room. Gabe pays a skinhead to stab another to create a cover story for the police who respond to the call. He consults with the bar owner and skinhead leader Darcy, who decides to kill the band to eliminate witnesses. The band overpowers Big Justin and holds him hostage, leading to negotiations through the door with Darcy, who asks them to surrender the gun. Pat agrees, but but as he opens the door and begins to hand over the gun, Darcy and his men slash at Pat's arms until he drops the gun. He manages to to close the door. Big Justin attempts to attack the band, but Reese chokes him into unconsciousness. When Big Justin surprises Reese by waking again, Reese accidentally chokes him to death. Searching for a way out, the band discovers an underground drug lab, but the only exit is locked from the outside. Arming themselves with improvised weapons, they exit the green room into the empty club, but are attacked by a dog, which kills Tiger. Chased onto the stage, Amber and Pat drive the dog away with microphone feedback. Reese tries to flee through the window, but is stabbed to death by a skinhead. Pat, Amber, and Sam retreat to the green room. 
Darcy sends Daniel into the club to kill the band who Darcy claims murdered Emily. Amber tells Daniel that it was really the skinheads who murdered her after discovering he and Emily plan to leave the skinheads together. Daniel agrees to help them escape and leads them in the, into the club where he is shot by the bartender. The group kills the bartender and takes his shotgun, but Darcy and his men kill Sam and wound Amber who scrambles back to the green room with Pat. Darcy sends in two more skinheads to kill Pat and Amber before leaving the venue with the bodies, planning to stage their deaths to appear as if they were killed while trespassing. Pat lures one skinhead into the underground drug lab, while the other remains in the green room where Amber ambushes him. As Pat struggles with the skinhead, Amber sneaks up and shoots him. Gabe enters the green room to find his companions dead and surrenders to Pat and Amber. Holding him at gunpoint, they trek through the woods to seek help. When Pat hears Darcy and his men staging the crime scene, he and Amber decide to go after them. Gabe volunteers to go to a nearby farm and call the police. Pat and Amber kill Darcy's henchmen before executing Dar Darcy as he starts to flee. Their, their ammunition and energy spent, Pat and Amber, Amber sit on the side of the road and wait for police. The end. <laughs> What's that last line? They're like, uh, I've found it, my... The desert, desert island. island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think your answer says, is who tell gives... Tell someone who gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who gives a shit. I love that. perfect. I love that. Oh love my god, ending. yeah. This movie is punk rock, guys. This movie is fucking punk rock. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> is. absolutely. I, I kept on like thinking that when I was watching it. Um, I didn't take many notes just because I was just like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> I, I didn't take many either for pretty much the same reason. The first one I took was just this movie bummed me out because it's Anton Yelchin's last movie. Oh, uh, yes. Before yeah. he died. Yes, yeah. and, and um, uh, on that I really wish he didn't because he was amazing in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He was phenomenal. It's so sad. Um, Someone had to remind me a, a couple of weeks ago he was in it. They said, oh, you know he was in that. And I was like, I don't remember. And then I look. I mean, he, get, he gets pretty lost in that character, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely. It's, yeah. It's completely different from the other thing I know him from, which <laughs> is just being Chekhov in the new Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, uh, I think I, I texted you guys last night when, like... <laughs> I couldn't help myself because it was just so intense. It was like this movie just goes from zero to eleven like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. instantly. It does. It, like once it jumps, it jumps. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. The second he like pulls his hand back to that door, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, like oh god. <laughs> 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 oh, um, yeah, great. Right off the bat, this movie has excellent cinematography. Just mm -hmm. the shots of them, you know, stuck in the cornfield, and then mm -hmm. you know they do really good camera work. Um, just uh, really displaying these dirtbag kids. I fucking hate these kinds of musicians. I've met musicians <laughs> like this, and I yeah. can't stand musicians like this. Yeah. And then they run into even worse pieces of shit, yeah. so I'm just like, oh my god. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love that scene of them playing in the middle of the day at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, that was just like... I, I completely love the yeah. image of that. I'm just like this punk band, just like in the middle of this next restaurant where it's like, who even knows how many people understand what they're saying right yeah. now? But I love Tad, paints. who gets them there, like the yeah. radio show yeah, host. Yeah. Like, that character's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also loved the Mexican restaurant thing, but they have like a shot. They like establish a guy film, filming them with a cell phone. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, that's going to be one of the Nazi guys that's going to yeah. come back. And it totally doesn't. It's just <laughs> some guy. Yeah, it's just some guy filming them with a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of really cool recurring things in this movie, though, like the whole paintball story, how that keeps getting interrupted and coming back in, uh, and um, the whole like leaving things on 
like at the beginning they like leave the car on and then uh they call back to that when they're trying to stage the scene and they're like would they leave the car on and like yeah they would and it's like they wouldn't know that but that's hilarious for the audience Uh as hilarious as something in this movie can be (laughs) (laughs) well it almost is like a running joke throughout the movie like the the island band like all those things yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) but that's a runner from like the get-go to the very end yeah is what's your what's your desert island band um that's okay i'm glad you pointed that out craig because there's something intangible about this film that like i was either going crazy because i was the only one who was like realizing it because there's like it's stylized like this movie's stylized and in that is like the runner where like oh they leave their car on because you know they're dirty punk rock band kids you know (laughs) but then it's also it permeates into um the value of life in this movie like for instance when they first get like when they first realize like the weight of what's going on like that woman is stabbed in the green room Mm -hmm. and like and uh and and, like they're like holy fuck and they freak out and they call like the cops and then like the people from the bar stop them they stop them in like such a way where it's like no no it's cool guys just just hang out in here for a bit yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you're like as an audience member you're like what is he like why is Bobo H. John Benjamin being so cool about it? <laughs> We're talking about uh, Macon Blair. Okay. Um, who, he is fantastic. He's fantastic. Movie. Like, yeah. somehow you buy it when he's like, everything's okay. Everything's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, there's a dead person right there. Uh-huh. You've got a gun. But just somehow the way he's saying it and just something about how charming he is and how well he pulls this off, you, you kind of believe him when he's like, uh, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah. cool. We'll figure this out. It's for your own safety, and that's where I like really felt like I was like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? Why are they all being flippant about shit? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, because I mean, that's the thing is, it was a fairly flippant thing. Like with Cowcatcher, it was just like, oh yeah, like this song really, you know, got me. I really was digging this song, so I decided to murder yeah, this that's, girl. Yeah, that's like, the one I stabbed her. During. Yeah, what's the name of that song? I love that. Yeah, that's and the it's one like I yeah. During. It's yeah. sort of like, yeah, this is just our yeah. pre-show. Like, this is just, like, what we do, like, our pre-game, you yeah. know, for the show. Like, before we get pumped yeah, up to go get, on stage. You know, we, we stab someone in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Punk rock, guys, right? right? I, I actually wrote that line down because the guy delivered it so chillingly. Oh, yeah. Like, like so intimidatingly. Like, what was the name of your second to last song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking hard, man. That's the one I did her to. <laughs> Because at the core, I mean, the, the, the core moral of this movie, guys, because this is a moral piece, <laughs> and it's about heroin is bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Heroin makes you stab uh, girls in the head. Yes. yes. <laughs> or love does, I think. The lo- it was, love it was, does. It was, it was, it was a... Uh... Oh, a romance gone south, I think. That right, yeah. Could, could you her. explain that to me, Rob? Because that was like, that was kind of introduced like an hour into this hour and a half long movie. Right? Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm starting to get an idea of what's going on. Yeah, they don't. I don't know if they handle that that storyline particularly well, but uh, yeah, you you have the the young woman who who is killed who had uh, fallen in love with a, another member of the uh, the compound. I guess we we can refer to it as the the compound. <laughs> yeah, and, and is that. Um, Daniel? Yeah. Because I was confused by the relationship between Daniel and Emily, the girl who was stabbed. Like, so yeah, so Daniel. Yeah, yeah, it was her and Daniel, and they had uh, packed up their, their car. And you know, she remember, she has this piece of paper with a, a song title on it. Yeah. And, that, and was... that was the cue for her to leave and meet him at the car, and they were going to escape together. Oh, okay. Uh, right Wolf. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That was the song. And so once they play that song, that that was her cue to go meet him at the car, and they were going to go start their life over, uh, free of their uh, 
white nationalist skinhead uh, comrades. Right. So who are a little less? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> They're all terrible pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deplorables, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Led by Patrick Stewart in. An amazing. Oh role. my god! Yeah, oh, yeah. Chilling, Patrick Stewart really. is great. Well, I love how like when he first comes on, they try and do like the hide his identity thing, but yeah. then it's like it's Patrick Stewart. Like yeah. you can hide his face, but you can't hide that voice. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that, or that lovely shape of a head. Yeah, yes. that's yeah. a Patrick Stewart yeah. scalp right there. Yeah. You know it from a mile away. I would have uh, loved if if he said engage. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I would have no. had an adverse reaction. <laughs> I mean, and even knowing that he was like playing a Nazi and knowing that it was a character, it still just killed me a little bit inside to hear him say nigger. Like, I was just like oh, Patrick Stewart, I love you so much, Professor X. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I like and the first time he said it, like I like convinced myself he's like, oh no, he's quoting someone else. He would never like <laughs> say that right out, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> it was just ADR. Like Project yeah. was, was like, no, no, no. No, I won't say that. <laughs> how, how dare you? <laughs> I was actually reading about um, him a little bit on this movie, and he he said in an interview when he finished reading the script at his country home in England, it was so terrifying that he locked up his house turned on his security system, poured himself a scotch. He then knew he wanted to do this movie uh, because of how horrifying it was, and he would think it was such a compelling film, but it scared him so badly that he locked up his house and <laughs> turned on the security system. In, like, country England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that is, like, country estate. Right. Which, yeah, because that's a lot like rural Portland. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Uh, oh, I have a funny note here. Um, I just have to say this because it flashes back to our first episode of this podcast. Uh, the band, like the central members of this band, they're, they're, they're the this era's uh, Lewin Davis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they are a little bit. Yeah. Like, they're super bums like Lewin Davis. Oh, yeah, but like, like... And like, but like so like punk rock about it, you yeah. know, and so underground where like... Yeah, when Tad is interviewing him, it's like, actually, it's really hard to get a hold of you guys. You are not have no online presence. And they're like, that's part of it, man. Like, <laughs> that's something Lou and Davis would totally do. He would not be on the internet nowadays. Like, you'd, no. I think one of the things I really like about the movie is they do, it's a very good uh, depiction of contemporary punk rock. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I've had so many bands that even pass through Denver, you know, on a shoestring budget. You know, they're all kind of, you know eight people showing up at the Mexican restaurant to see him is not, not unheard of, you know, or ste- like stealing gasoline. Or, oh yeah. 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 I, I was really impressed early on with that. I thought this was probably the most realistic depiction of, of punk uh, and what it is to be in a punk band that I've seen in a movie. So I, that kind of drew me in right away because obviously my affinity for that scene. I also think another thing that's very realistic and I've talked to a few people about this. I mean, those white supremacist compounds, they are all over the Pacific Northwest. Right. I mean, they're in Oregon, um, Montana, parts of Washington, Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho is kind of the white supremacist capital of the Western United States. Huh. There's a whole bunch of those compounds out there uh, that host shows like that and, and house people. So, I mean, some folks may watch that and say, oh, this is just ridiculous. Nothing like this could exist. But there are dozens and dozens and dozens of them in that part of the country. So. So I was I bought it completely that they would have a show or somewhere like that with people like that. I've yeah. unfortunately met a lot of people like right, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a forgotten demographic and it's like it's movies like this or it's like they, it'll pop up in the news sometimes, uh-huh. you know, like uh Amon Bundy's whole stint, you know, was like mm. loosely affiliated with these like fringe groups, you know, mm. that were up there. 
um, I remember I was playing a video game like a year ago, and it, there was like a scene where it was like you had to like bust into a white supremacist compound outside of Portland, Oregon, and it was like what yeah. those hippies? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's like you know it's fucking nuts out there yeah. in backwoods. You know it's as bad as like a. It's also it's a lot like a, a rural like New England. They have they have these compounds and yeah. these kind of people. You know, it's not just in the South, guys. Yeah, it's. White America. I mean, it's anywhere where you can have about a mile between you and your neighbor. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm sure there, everything. And, yeah, yep. I'm sure there's at least a few up in the mountains here. Oh, probably. Yeah, oh, most like. likely. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there was there's a there's kind of a shootout with the dude uh, that was recently in the news, where he's like some crazy dude like held up in like his like trailer house and like they sent in a sheriff when they should have sent in SWAT and the <laughs> sheriff got killed and uh, like yeah, I'm I don't sure. know if it's like these kinds of people, but I've lived in Colorado my whole life. <laughs> I've met crazy mountain folk. <laughs> yeah. They're nice. They can be, but I wouldn't trust them. <laughs> They'll make fudge. They'll make fudge. They all make fudge. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> you got to pass the time up there in the mountains. Oh. Yeah. Do something. Yeah, fudge hey, is probably one of the better ones. Things you think. Hey, you hating minorities and making fudge. <laughs> well, they weren't making fudge in this movie. No, no, They're no. Making, no yeah. Making something a little different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little more addictive than fudge, <laughs> maybe. Oh, Portland fudge. Portland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a few notes in here. Where it's just um. Oh yeah. Okay. This is something that I'd love to point out. This movie. So we're doing thriller, um, and I've noticed that each one of the thriller movies kinds of uses the kinds of <laughs> kind of use <laughs> kind kinds of, of uses. kinds of uses. <laughs> hey, um, kind of uses that genre differently. Like for instance, Gone Girl, it's um, it's a it's a whodunit kind of thing, you know. Like, hey, you kind of want to figure out what you know this crazy lady or like this you know, <laughs> uh, stoned off uh, Affleck. What the fuck did they do, really? Mm-hmm. You know, um, where and then going into like Get Out, it's like straight up like horror, like tense, you know, thriller ac- action kind of, you know. And then we went into Psycho, which is like psychological thriller, you know, where it's like, what the fuck is this crazy guy up to? And how the hell are they all going to figure it out? And then we go into this, where it's the thrill is in the confusion of the movie, mm-hmm. where you really don't know what the hell is going on until like a good like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. yeah. And and that's where the tension comes from is what the fuck is going on? Why yeah. can't they just let these kids leave? What uh-huh. the hell are they up to? What's this other subplot? Uh-huh. What the hell is going on? Uh-huh. Yeah. I really like that. I, I had I don't I can't think of another movie. I mean I guess Gone Girl is the closest, but. Um, yeah, I, I really liked, yeah, for, like you said, that confusion, it was played very smartly in terms of, yeah, like, the, this movie could have just ended with them just like, oh, they see a murder, so they kill them all, yeah. like, but they have to, you know, Darcy plays, you know, the level-headed, you know, man of reason who is a crazy, crazy psychopath, <laughs> but it's just, like, has such a calm demeanor, and they're a lot smarter than, you know, they're initially given credit for by the Nazis, so it's like this whole like came, game of cat and mouse of like figuring out like what the fuck is gonna happen next right. because yeah. at no point did I know like what the next turn was gonna be, mm-hmm. and so like yeah like you said it, it, the confusion of it really plays well into making this a great suspenseful movie. Yeah, um, and it's I don't know it's I just thought it was amazing because it was like. Why? Why? Like, I kept on asking, like, the movie, like, why aren't, why aren't the, why aren't the skinheads just running in there and blasting everyone? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't they ever do that at any given moment? And like, it's because they're just as timid about the whole situation as the kids that are locked in the green room. It turns mm-hmm. out, you know, yeah. they're like, eh, we don't but wanna. also they want to be able to stage it 
effectively. Right. Yeah. They can't, they they can't just go in there and blast everyone away. They want to be able to stage it to make it look like these guys were trespassing. Right. Right. Which yes. is why, in, for the whole beginning of the movie, he's saying, like, blades only and stuff like that. Ah. And only blades and dogs. And Don't hit know. the bone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And why he like only wants the red laced guys? And I was looking this up. Red laces are a real thing oh, yeah. in yeah. skinhead culture. Red laces and white laces are earned by guys for committing like acts of violence on behalf of the group. Mm. <clears throat> <Huh>. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nazis are scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, fringe <laughs> groups are fucking creepy to me like, in any direction, you know? Like, the fucking. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> People get fucked. Um, oh, what else? What else we got? I was kind of thinking too of like, how have we like not just established that these people are terrorists? Like in like the regular dialogue that we talk in, like like it's always like you know like the lone wolf thing. It's just, like these guys are fucking scary ass fucking terrorists. Yeah. Like they use fear and fear symbols yeah. to like gain power over certain situations i mean they're like people that i'm sorry but like <laughs> like like nazi groups like skinheads i ain't a rat guy um <laughs> that like use symbols like serious that's for like to strike a certain emotion out of people when mm. you see someone wearing a jacket with ss and a fucking swastika on it uh-huh. they're a terrorist in my opinion you know they're not they know what they're wearing they yeah. know what that represents they know what they're trying to get across well, and then even like uh, Patrick Stewart, one of his lines in the movie is, uh, you know, we're a movement, not a party. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's I'm sure there's a lot of people with that mindset, you know, in terms of, you know, like, oh, yeah, like party is just too fun of a word. Like we're here to like get shit done. Yeah. And right. Advance our cause of like, I get, and it's weird that they equate like equality with them being like number one or whatever you know it's, it's kind of like oh yeah like we're so put upon so we have to like kill everyone that's not like us <laughs> so to make sure that we're not genocided like and it's, it's just like this whole like counterintuitive mentality of like just what white supremacy is in general and i just it just I, I never really fully understand it i mean i think their philosophy and well, the reason the, the that the Groups like this are allowed to exist is if they just stay on their plot of land, especially up there. Yeah. And as long as you just keep it here, it doesn't affect anyone else. You know, we'll leave you alone if you promise to leave everyone else alone. Right. Right. As which is, I think, part of the, the you know the rationale in this movie is we need just to make this look like an accident, so that we could just go back to being what we were, which is just left alone, advocating for our racial purity or whatever. <laughs> right. Dealing uh, heroin. Dealing heroin. Yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> And, like, Patrick Stewart says something like that at the end, too. He's like, we have to get a house band again. We have to, like, make sure, like, these sorts of things aren't happening and having outsiders coming in. Yeah. Which is just... God, I mean, <laughs> ignorance spawning ignorance, right? I mean, it's like these... They're so isolated, and then they come up with these ideas of just, like, how terrified... I mean, because it comes from their own fear of, like, xenophobia. It's xenophobia. It's fear of, like, people that are different from them. And so they come up with these stories, or they elaborate on stories they hear in the news of like these minority groups like taking over the country or whatever the fuck they're they're cooking up but like i mean they're not hanging out with other people of like from these other demographics because they're white supremacists they don't (laughs) hang out with people from other groups and so it's like this self-fulfilled prophecy and then like and and the fact that they isolate themselves further it's just like like just 
like open your goddamn mind like <laughs> jesus christ if you just like like join the rest of the world you'd realize how stupid and crazy you're being <laughs> like like i mean what i'm getting at is like where do they come up with these ideas to begin with they're not like you know, like being like chased out of town by all like the blacks and Mexicans. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, and I feel like a lot of it does come from, you know, the, the fact that like, yeah, these may be like poor white people, but at the same time, the blame has like always been shifted. Like there's always been a scapegoat for, you know, poverty for different groups right. of people. So it's like, oh yeah, like poor white people blame poor black people for them being poor, but it's like, how about, maybe looking at the person that's making all the money and just like, you know, yeah, the class filling up their, yeah, filling up yeah. their, like, you know, filling up their briefcase with, you know, the cash and like pointing the finger at the, like, exactly. you know, the brown people and the black people. Yeah. That's, and, they're <laughs> the people that are taking all your freedoms. Guys. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I can, and I can understand, like, it's like the oldest trick in the book, but for some reason, everyone just keeps falling for it. Um, and I understand like the appeal of that mentality because then it's like, Oh well, it's not my fault, or there, you know, there's nothing like, you know, like of course, like this would be going on because it's easier to blame someone else than to, you know, even like look at yourself and think about what you're doing, and right. So it's, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this completely, but it just I can understand a little bit like how people get to that point, but the amount of like extremism, like where it's just like you want to kill everyone that's not like you, right. like still just yeah, 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 astounds me. Well, on that notion of stupid and crazy, I think that's part of what makes. Patrick Stewart's character so terrifying and Gabe to a certain extent is he's not stupid yeah not like we, yeah. we you know and he's he's crazy but it's a very calculated yeah meticulous he, yeah, he's very he knows what he's doing yeah because you want him to be just some violent psychopath and say well look at these people obviously they're just you know they have they don't have a brain at all and to see him come in and just be so smart and so articulate and you know again and early we, we talked about you know gabe and why the you know how he is able just to say okay everyone calm down right and you can tell he's he's the second in command so he's learned a bit from from interacting with darcy on how to control situations when there's a problem till darcy gets there so i think that's part of what i love about th this movie is that there are some stupid and crazy people in there uh, on uh, obviously on well actually on both sides to a certain yeah. extent <laughs> 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 Um, but there's also a lot of very, very intelligent, methodical people on the other side as well, which makes him a lot more dangerous. And I, yep. and I think the Patrick Stewart character is just a phenomenal embodiment of that. You want him to be a psychotic, violent individual, and he's not. He's he's smart. He's he's reasoned. He has a plan. He, you know, he's able to mobilize people and get them to do what he wants them to do. And those are the scariest. Yeah. It's not the kids running around with the machetes. Well, yeah. scary in this movie. Right. right? It's <laughs> like all. the intelligent sociopath who <laughs> yeah. knows how to manipulate the ignorant ones into, you know, yeah. the hive mentality. Of... Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I said intelligent ones. I mean, I think the, the, the dial, you know, the scenes with, with the Patrick Stewart character are more terrifying than the actual violence in this movie. The violence. Oh, I would agree. Just yeah. watching him kind of do what he does is what's more terrifying to me in this movie than actually seeing it played out. Yeah. You know, that's why I think he's just so great in oh, this movie. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'd like to talk about uh, the use of, uh, this is a gory, gory movie. Yes. This is a violent, yeah. gory movie. And I'd like to talk a little bit about how that is used uh, to play up the thrill and the, the intensity of this movie. There's two instances that really fucking struck me was when... The first was when, um, God, what's Yelton's character's name? Uh, Sam? Oh. No, not Sam. 
Oh. That's maybes. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe in this movie. I, I wrote that down too. He's Pat. Aaliyah Shaw. Yeah. yeah. Pat. Pat. So uh, Pat is, uh, he's like trying to return the gun. Oh, yeah. And then, like, uh, he's like <laughs> in like his, his hands on the other side of the Chills. door of the green room, yeah. yeah. And uh, then, like, they see that they're gonna get killed because uh, um, Amber sees red laces underneath the door, uh-huh. and and so she's like, "Hold on to the gun, hold on to the gun!" And like, and like panic ensues, and then they just start the white supremacists just start going just to town on this guy's arm, <laughs> and like almost cut off his hand even just to get this gun back. Uh-huh. And he pulls his arm back, and it's just like it's just it's, it's completely thrashed. Oh. It is disgusting. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Just, just destroyed, oh. and that was like the first like it was like, like <laughs> what am I getting into? And then it goes immediately into a very creepy murder, uh, which is when the, um, the dog. No, Big Justin gets killed. Big Justin, oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And Amber guts him with the box cutter. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. I forgot about that. What the fuck <laughs> am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there is that one, and then there's the part where the guys, the other guy's uh, throat is getting torn right, out tiger. by a dog. <laughs> That's how tiger goes. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Sam later on, and she, yeah, uh, and maybe because because yes. <laughs> Aaliyah Shawkat, she just is maybe to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, she <laughs> always be maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The poor actress, <laughs> she is always going to be that character. Yeah. <laughs> She's like punk rock maybe in this. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, yeah. Uh, I have a note here that says that I am an hour into this movie and I still don't have a solid clue as to what's going on and I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) You were talking about Big Justin just a minute ago. Uh, Big Justin is played by Eric Edelstein and for like a long time I was like, what do I know this guy from? And then I realized it was Parks and Rec because he's kind of a recurring guy on Parks and Rec. He's like Andy's neighbor who's always like tussling with Andy over whatever. Yeah. I love that character's performance in this movie, Big Justin, because he's always just like he's delivering every line like he's just like put out by like the whole situation. It's like, oh, fine, I'll hold these guys hostage, and it's like oh, they're charging me. Come on, yeah. and like, like, like Darcy, like, even as it's like, how are you doing? It's like, are you are you well and and fine and alive? He's like, well, I'm alive at least. He's just like, fine, let me go play my Xbox. <laughs> But he's got red laces on. Like, he's, like, the worst of them, you know? Like, yeah. Uh. yeah. Another uh, shot that really kind of, like, stuck with me was at the end of the movie when they're finally kind of, like, they've killed everyone and they're just kind of, like, sitting there and then the dog just, like, starts walking up. Yeah. And then they're, like, holy shit. And then they, like, start shooting. They're, like, um, their guns are, like, all out of ammo. So they're just, like, <laughs> clicking, clicking, clicking. And the dog just, like, goes and, like, lays on his dead owner and just, like... <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they're just like beaten, so they're just gonna kill anything that's unbelievable. Like. <laughs> oh, and then one other line was uh, I forget. It was right after someone. I think it was uh, crap. Second in command. Gabe, Gabe. Gabe, yeah, I think it was right after he died, and uh, Amber like no, says Gabe, like, no, Gabe made or not, Gabe not Gabe. Uh, yeah, arm. that's right. Uh, I'm, I can't remember who it was, but uh, Amber says, like, flabbergasted motherfucker. Like, after he <laughs> dies, it's just like, I don't know where that line came from, but I just really liked it because it didn't really make, I didn't really get what sense it made, but I just really enjoyed that line. Yeah. But it was because I liked the word flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I'd like to talk uh, briefly about just the genre of punk rock. Uh, it's a scene that I'm not really... I'm like I've been to some punk rock shows. I've never really gotten into it, 
it's something that I respect because it gi- it gives off like when you're at a punk rock show, it gives off a certain kind of energy mm-hmm. that you can't yeah. get at any other show. Yeah. Um, it is unique. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and but this movie made me realize that punk rock hasn't. It's a it's a it's a it's a music genre that hasn't really changed since its inception. It's kind of been doing its same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. There's been like offshoots of like you know subgenres of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, like um, I I'd say uh, like Green Day and the like. Yeah. Um, like one eighty two. Right. Kind of That's pop punk. Yeah, pop punk. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is I was thinking about this last night. The closest kind of thing that like doesn't evolve but always maintains the same, reggae. Yeah. Um, which is <laughs> yeah. an interesting <laughs> thought. Interesting parallel. Yeah. 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 Um, and I like to. I mean, Rob, you're you you're obviously into this. Um, yeah. could you kind of elaborate on that? It's kind of part of the whole thing of the movie is that these kids, you know. They're holding on to this thing that doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll say one thing that caught me at the very beginning when they introduced the band is the fact that they're from Washington, D.C., which I think is a nice little touch if you know anything about uh, the American punk rock scene because Washington, D.C. is kind of the, I guess, kind of the the best-known scene in terms of the, the quality of bands uh, in the United States. So I little little details like that. I thought, okay, that someone pays attention here. Someone knows a little something about punk rock. And when they say we're from Washington, D.C., or I think they correct and say they're from Arlington, mm. uh, I was like, ah, someone, <laughs> someone did their research. <laughs> There's Some, a fan. <laughs> someone knows about punk, right? Um, but, you know, I mean, the, the, the thing – there, there are so many of those bands that pass through. Den- There's a little club here down the street. I guess I can give them a pitch, right? There, oh yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Seventh Circle Music Collective. We probably, we may have gone there together. It used to be, um, the I forget the name of it. it. Used to be a horrible, dirty place, but it's over <laughs> on Seventh and Federal, um, and and they have shows every night, and it's you know five or six bands every single night, and oh, it's, wow. it, and it's a lot of these types of bands. These kind of, you know, we scraped up just enough money to fill one tank of gas to start the tour. And we're going to play every single place we can. And, uh, I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of those bands still that just are traveling around the United States trying to get by on tour. And, you know, it's rare that any of those bands last more than a year or two because it's just a grind. And most of them are, you know, they're working at Office Max or something, and that's more important. Uh, But there's definitely, I mean, the scene, and I've been going to punk shows since the early uh, 1980s, and I still go pretty consistently. Uh, It hasn't changed a lot in those little those little venues you, you tend That's to see awesome. a whole lot of those diy kind of you know we're just gonna print some sh- shitty t-shirts and and sell them for five dollars a piece and hope that that gets us taco bell so we can get, <laughs> uh, uh, and i all, i have like 300 punk rock t-shirts at home just so that i could feed random people when they pass through town um even though i don't wear their shirts but uh, <laughs> like here's a burrito you know good luck <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a few bands that are, have been able to kind of professionalize and still stay relatively true to the sound, uh, but usually, if you get popular in, in this uh, in that the punk format or the punk genre, you have to you're either accused of selling out or you have to kind of pop up your sound a bit. So uh, it's it's pretty hard to you either just grind it out until you get bored and you break up and then another band takes your place, uh, or you just happen to be one of the very small percentage of bands that somehow managed to make a 30-year career out of playing punk rock without sacrificing uh, your sound and your ethics or you become green day who was a really good band a really good band don't get me wrong i still think they put out good music but it's it not, not a lot has changed right. in, in 30 plus years of american punk rock at all it's that's why i like to go yeah uh, i mean i like the music but there's also 
you know, I'm, I'm coming up on 50 years old, which uh, sounds terrifying. Uh, <laughs> but when I go to these punk shows and see these, these, you know, four kids up there who are scraping by just to, to get gas money, it takes me back a little bit. It's like, oh, I could be young for an evening. <laughs> of course, I'm standing in the back now <laughs> as opposed to, to slam dancing, but it's still, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still that. Again, the very, very real depiction, I think, of, of punk in this movie through the band, through the compound. I, I think they do a phenomenal job of that in this movie, capturing it, that. It's a really it's a really powerful subculture. I really, I really like it. I'm vastly... Uh, curious about it yeah. um, because there's like a certain kind of like it's a it's a like a brotherhood for like a better word mm. you know of of like punk rock fans yeah. you know they're they yeah brotherhood is a terrible word yeah I was like consider collective commune I take my daughters to punk shows yeah you know, and they're 15 17 years old and you know, the first time I took them, they were both a little afraid because of the violence. And uh, it's like, it's not real. It's, it's controlled violence. Right. Right. I mean, you, you, you look at a mosh pit at a punk show and obviously you can get hurt very easily. But very few people are there intentionally hurting right. people. And, and and if you do get hurt, um, my, my brief stints in mosh pits and stuff, uh, it's been with like Irish punk bands. I've yeah. been to many shows of those. Well, I got a local band for you then. Oh, they're <laughs> fun. Um, and... Uh, they it's 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 amazing it's so much fun because it's like it's really violent i mean it's just as it looks but at the same time as soon as like you get knocked down or like really hurt people are there to help you out they oh, will yeah. pull you up they will put they will it's like oh you got hurt you're you're done they'll pull you out and <laughs> yeah. like no you're done yeah. and so it's like a they're everyone's taking care of each other and they're very yeah. aware of what's going on and yeah. um it's it's a really amazing experience yeah. um if you if you go to some of the bigger punk shows where the the pit is you know extremely large You'll you'll see four or five people who are just stand in the middle of the pit, mm. and they're all, all they're doing is just watching to make sure that mm. everyone's okay. And as soon as someone hits the ground, one of those people will run in, pick them up, pull them into the center, make sure they're okay, and then just push them back. <laughs> the of people, right? um, That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I've seen a number of bands from stage as well. You know, say, look, hey, someone's hurt down there. You mm. gotta someone pick that person up and get them out of here, or you know, someone will get concussed. And they'll jump back up. I've done this, uh, and jump back in the pit, and you have no idea where you are. Right. And you know, I've I've had bands say that person is clearly not well. So can someone get them out of here and go take care of them? So there's it's violence, but I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of love yeah. in the punk rock scene. There's responsibility with yes, you. yes, yeah. yes. We, we we care for one another <laughs> in that scene. Um. Well, all right. Well, on that vein, I'd like to kind of bring it back to the movie world and um. Just uh, before we even, well, no, I'll, I'll bring it up in my in my recommendations. I'll just say that. I'll I'll, I'll tease everyone. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, do we have any more notes on this movie? Uh, I have just like a couple little things. One is just that Amber is played by Imogene Poots. <laughs> oh which, yes, which Dang sounds it, more like sounds more like a super ego character than anything <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I was just like. Wait, that's not a super ego character? That's a person's real name? God damn it, Colin. What I wanted to say, but I'm glad you took the super ego route, because it's totally right. Imogen Poots is a super ego character, or it should be. Um, I took it as, that is the most British name I have heard in a while. Imogen Poots. She's a British actor. She does an amazing um, American accent. Very very well done. A large part of the cast is, is British or... Uh, European, there's a lot of them. Hmm. Yeah, mo- a majority are actually are, are not American. 
Interesting. And do a very good job with their accents and acting American. <laughs> do, do we know if the writer-director is from England? I don't know. If only we had all the information if in the world in our hands. hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> there computer. was a little device that <laughs> could tell you. <laughs> what a... How did terrible you, time we live in where we don't have those. <laughs> How did people know anything? Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> I think that <laughs> sometimes when we're like going somewhere, I'm just like, I, I remember a time vaguely hey, where like we didn't have like Google Maps. Just have like but... arguments with people and then just be like, <laughs> yes. well, I guess we're never gonna know. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just end friendships. Really. Yeah. It, it, anything? Uh, it doesn't say, say he's where American. he's from. Hmm. Well. It just then, talks about he's famous for this movie and Blue Ruin, Blue quirky Ruin. Uh, crime drama. Oh, Blue Ruin. Have, you, have y'all seen that one yet? No. no. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll have to have you back for it then, oh, Rob. Yes. That'd be great. Um, yeah. All right. Well, do we have any more notes on Green Room 2015? Uh, I don't have any more notes, but I would like to say once again, Craig... Um, representing with uh, scenery ah, uh, you came dressed as the band's uh, van you've got all of the gear <laughs> in there. Uh, you know you've got the stuff for siphoning the gas it, it just terrific attention to detail once again in your costume work this is just well done oh yeah thank you I mean you know, usually I try and find, you know, any black character in a movie to be the costume of. Most of the movies we already just kind of don't have that. So I, I usually get, you know, relegated to scenery. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, I was particularly glad to do so because there's not really many characters in this movie that I could see myself identifying with. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, look at you over here. Uh, Big John, not John. Big Justin. Yeah, Big, Big Justin. Justin. Like, yeah. wow, like with the whole gut and everything. Like, you have been gut, flayed like a know. fish. Uh, yeah. This, <laughs> this was post strangulation thing. Several hours worth of prosthetics, but it was totally worth it. You know, the talents of your wig guy are many and varied. Yeah, yeah. My wig, my wig guy, you know, he doesn't just do wigs, he does everything. And, and you know, just props to him. Like, all of these costumes I do, it, it's that guy every time. <laughs> Oh, Dennis. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think you were going to, like, shave your head for this, but way to go. I'm glad you went for Patrick Stewart. I'm glad you well, went for yeah. Darcy. Yeah. Um, you're, you're doing a good job here. My like, boobs are in repair. So yeah. Uh, I'm playing a guy this week. Um, yeah, and... I thought you were going to be Amber. I was really surprised that you showed up as Darcy. <laughs> it was, your, you know what? You know what your wig guy can't do? That haircut that Amber has. Oh. It's... Just can't. Well, well, maybe he's. That's just in the restricted section that that only I can. <laughs> the, the reverse mullet. Yeah. Like party well, in the front, business well, in the back. You know, uh, at my wig warehouse, there's a certain area that you know other people can't can't get those wigs. I'm sorry. The, the, <laughs> the standard skinhead girl haircut. That's, that's very, very much the norm in that community. Sad haircut. <laughs> but I guess um, I've been I've been creepy for everyone around me. Um, very being dialed in and collected with my thoughts and uh, just being a general white supremacist asshole. Um, it's, cost, it's cost me my job, uh, my friends. Um, I'm surprised you're still talking to me, Craig. I mean, I won't be. Like after this right. episode, it's over. I know. Like, this, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, this is the last episode of the podcast, everyone. Yeah. Was, so we're sorry about that. Like Dennis just went complete method, so I had to get the fuck out. But but the white power hour starts next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
<laughs> well, on the way power hour, um, Rob, I hope you uh, you bring over your costume from this week to that uh, as the um, the dog trainer. Yes, um, yes. You actually brought in full grown pit bulls. Yes. Um, yes, who have annihilated my dog. Yes, yes. Well, you, you said that one word in German. There they went. Sorry, yeah. should have warned you on that. It's it's all in the name of uh, great entertainment for free podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth the price. Uh, <laughs> uh, good, good catch, Colin. Thank you for catching the. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't want an episode to go by where we didn't talk about the crazy costumes. But like, there's I mean, this purely up. visual bit that right. we continue yeah. to do Not for our audio podcast at all. <laughs> my uh, my mother actually she texted me. She was like, uh, "Really great episodes. I have. Are you really wearing those things?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, that's probably a bit confusing. <laughs> what we're doing there." Um, and I won't explain <laughs> ever. Uh, all right, we got any more notes? Should we wrap this this bitch up? No, I think I'm all set. All right, I um, highly recommend this movie. I love this movie. Thank you so much, Rob. Absolutely, um, yeah, this movie's yeah. great. This is great. Uh, thank you for being a guest. Absolutely, um, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, yeah. And I hope we have you again. Uh, what was that movie that you said? Well, Blue Ruin. Yeah, his, his other... other movie written directed by. This yeah, guy. and it's. Similarly paced, equally violent, all the things you want. Um, it stars the the guy who plays Nate or Gabe. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. He's he's the lead in that movie as well. Perfect. So, yeah, he's he's phenomenal in that movie as well. So right on. Well, I hope we have you back for that, and yeah. then maybe it'll be a color theme for you. So yes. you have to pick more movies with a color title. Uh, okay. <laughs> Red Dawn. <laughs> I can start listing them. It'll Green be... Lantern. Yeah. No, 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 no one ever wants to do that. No, 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 These no. are movies we're recommending for people. No. So. I want you to watch this. Although sometimes we do movies where we don't want to. Well, we've had one so far. All right. There'll be more. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, um, well, uh, since we wrapped up this movie, we will go into uh, corrections and omissions from last week. If we have anything that we'd like to correct or omit from the last recording we did, which was the 1960 Alfred Hitchcock movie, Psycho. Anything? Anything uh, you'd like to mention, Colin? Did you did you miss a Bond character? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, pre-Bond I, I movie? did not miss any uh, James Bond connections in this one. Uh, I don't think I've got anything all right. for Psycho. Craig, you got anything? I'm all good. Anything you'd like to add? Um, I just like to reiterate. Um, I just loved, um, uh, God damn it, Anthony Anthony Perkins, Anthony Perkins uh, performance in that movie. Oh my God, just a really good showcase of talent. You know, um, that then just kind of doomed the rest of his career. Really? Unfortunately, yeah. He oh. he was haunted by that part forever, like and just kind of typecast, and it it kind of ruined his career. Well, but that's it, a- it was one of the greatest performances ever. But he hardly did anything that else. That is a shame. Yeah. That is a huge shame because uh, after finishing that movie, I was like, I want to see everything this man does because he's amazing. Um, that's that's really sad. Um, all right, well, uh, then we will move on to uh, recommendations. We do a little bit of uh, recommending things. And um, I'll kick it off since I kind of just uh, briefly uh, just you were referenced. I was it. teasing. <laughs> and uh, since we were talking about uh, punk rock music, um, the great, great movie, SLC Punk. Um, uh, yeah. Excellent movie. Um, the name of the star eludes me right now. Same character that plays the heroin dealer in Pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> stars in SLC Punk, which yeah. is about are you, the... Are you talking Eric about um, Eric Stoltz? Eric is that Eric the Stoltz? The original Marty McFly? Yeah. 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 That's Eric. That is Eric Stoltz. Oh, yes. my God. He also yes. plays Jesus Christ Superstar in Jesus Christ 
or Jesus in Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> which is also Jesus Christ super superstar. superstar. Yeah. In, okay. I did that right. <laughs> Sometimes I struggle with words, guys. I host a podcast and words don't work. Uh, anyways, SLC Punk is an excellent film about the underground uh, punk rock scene in Salt Lake City. Um, it is just very well done. It was one of those movies I saw and uh, did not expect to have this, the reaction that I did. Um, I highly recommend it since we're talking about punk rock. Um Anyone else got a recommendation? Yeah, uh, I will recommend. Oh, I just finished the hike not too long ago. It's a surrealist fantasy type of book. Um, it's it's very nebulous throughout throughout the book, and then at the end, everything comes together, and like the last, literally the last paragraph is like, holy shit. Oh. Um, but it's a really entertaining read. It's kind of yeah, like I said, it's kind of a journey of this guy who gets lost on this hike and it turns into this really weird like this is existential tower, is it? no it's like <laughs> a weird like existential like surrealist fantasy um and it's really interesting and yeah the literally like for the last page it's just like oh my god like huh. everything comes together in a really amazing way so the hike uh drew maggery cool right now is the author I'm going to recommend a documentary, uh, Lost Soul, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau. It's about um, how this guy was going to make a good version of the 1996 <laughs> Island of Dr. Moreau. And then just a combination of forces of like actors like Marlon Brando being brought on and uh, it, the like, movie growing and the size of its budget in the studio wanting to get rid of this guy and bring in another director. How the whole movie just collapsed and became the absolute piece of crap that the island of dr moreau 1996 is it's really interesting um story and it's really puts a lot of that movie in perspective because we just watched it and boy is it bad it yeah. needs perspective yeah i have no idea <laughs> what this, i said this answers and, yeah. so many of the questions <laughs> yeah. that we had while yeah. we were watching it so i highly recommend this movie yes there, there are fun <laughs> anecdotes about uh actors escaping and <laughs> director's quitting <laughs> well the director quit and then hid on the set of the movie he dressed up in like as an extra, animal right? costumes as one of the extras oh and God. spied on the movie oh <laughs> from the background wow all right uh rob you got anything to recommend oh yeah lots uh I mean, if, if you want to keep up with the uh the punk rock movie uh genre uh there's a great movie called We Are the Best. It's a, a, a Swedish flick. Came out a few years ago. Um, I absolutely love that movie. I've shown it to numerous people. They all fall in love with it. Uh, there's a great, great movie called This Is England. Uh, it came out maybe seven or eight years ago. Uh, also kind of about, well, very much about the skinheads. It's a beautifully, beautifully directed movie, well acted. And then if you just want some documentaries, uh, uh, Salad Days is a documentary that came out recently that uh, covers the Washington, D.C. punk scene, which I praised earlier. And uh, American Hardcore is another really good documentary on uh, uh, the American punk scene. But uh, definitely uh, We Are the Best would be a, a, it's a great movie. I really recommend people watch that one. It's we beautiful. Are the Best was uh, recommended by uh, Amy Nicholson as well. On oh. some episode of the canon, she was talking about how great We Are oh, the it's Best a beautiful, is. It's a beautiful movie. Just we'll have to beautiful. do that. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Um, well, that wraps up our recommendations for this week. Um, anything else? Is there anything else? Uh, anyone that you would like to pimp out? Someone that you know is doing something cool you'd like to kind of talk about, promote, do a little bit of promotion for? 
I just have my regulars. That would be uh, artwork by my friend Colin Parson. He does big art installations around the front range, like big-ass shit. Uh, if you To figure out what I'm talking about, go to his website, www.colinparson.com. That's Colin spelled with two L's. He's got a big uh, thing popping up in lower downtown district. Uh, it's like this archway thingy thing. He does stuff with like <laughs> it's hard to describe. It, it's he does like it's sculptures and it it's with light. So he does really cool exhibits. It's really really neat. Um, if he ever does like installations and doors, I highly recommend it. It's some really really elaborate shit that he does. Um, so him and then also I'd like to talk about a um, great musician friend of mine, Mirror Fears. Uh, she's got some excellent music. Uh, some uh, uh, it's part of the underground music scene in here Denver she plays a lot of shows um, you can follow her at mirror fears on Twitter to find out where she's playing those shows also you can find her music at bandcamp.com well bandcamp.mirrorfears.com that's how that goes um, anyone else uh, there's a Denver band called the Turbonauts Ooh, which is a punk yes, band yes, yes. that has uh, friends of Dennis and mine in it definitely so uh, check them out yeah check out check out uh, the, the great punk rock band uh, Turbonauts they, they're fun they're high energy um, there's a show next Saturday Get Some I think I'm yeah. talking uh, a local Denver band they, they broke up a few years ago um, but they're back they're, they're an absolutely amazing band you should go see that show Saturday at Mutiny Bookstore uh, I'll be there. I think Craig will be there. I'm yeah, assuming I'll, yeah. he yeah. never he never <laughs> he never misses them. So uh, yeah, go go see get some at, at Mutiny next Saturday. I'll uh, buy you a cup of coffee if you attend. <laughs> All right, right on. Um, cool. Well, there's a few podcasts that I like to mention that are um, you know there are other just kind of do it yourself uh, movie review podcasts, and I feel like power in numbers, guys. You know so. Just banding together with these other affiliates, um, the Epic Film Guys have been uh, they they've been around for quite a bit. Um, they're in like the '90s as far as their episode number, and they do uh, they do a lot of reviews on their episodes. They're they're about two hours long, and they'll they'll review everything from like beer to like just movie trailers to like several movies in an episode. They're a lot of fun. I highly recommend them. Epic Film Guys. You can follow them at uh, I think it's Epic Film Guys on Twitter. Uh, another podcast is uh, Backseat Directors. Um, they uh, they're fairly new. They have a few episodes out, and I've, I've also been enjoying them. They're uh, they he's kind of setting it up as having uh, guests every week, so I think that's very ambitious and, and pretty awesome. Uh, so check him out, uh, Backseat Directors, um, on Twitter. I think it's BD Directors at BD Directors. Anyways. Uh, that's all I gotta say about other people that are not me. Uh, <laughs> so not um, us, Dennis. Us? Well, not us, the podcast. Just me. Uh, <laughs> you could you could find uh, you can follow me at the D Bucks uh, on Twitter, and that's it. Bye. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Craig, where can we follow you? Yeah, I am at Catharticus. Okay. I am at Colin Munch. You have any online presence, Rob? Uh, I have a Twitter account that I haven't looked at in a few years. I think it's at Robert Margeson. I could be wrong. I think my daughter started it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and on Facebook, if you want to talk punk rock or uh, punk rock movies, find me on Facebook. Be my friend. Right on. Um, you can find this uh, podcast on Twitter at want you to watch this with the letter U and the number two. You can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash IWITWT, as well as most 
uh, podcast listening apps like Overcast, Stitcher, iTunes, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I listen to lots of shows on blah blah blah. Isn't it great? Like I, I love their, I love their ad management. You know, it's not annoying, but you also know, like, who's. <laughs> uh, please, please, please do us a huge favor and review us on iTunes. I forgot to mention this. I think a few weeks now. Um, it helps us greatly to expand our audience. And um, seriously, I know there's, I know there's at least thirteen of you listening to us weekly. <laughs> I know that. I'm one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it would be great if you uh, went on to iTunes and just uh, wrote us a quick little five star review. It uh, puts us on top of lists and stuff, and helps other movie fans find this podcast and grow our little thing, and motivate us to do more stuff, and then hopefully get some cool guests on. That would be great. I think these guest episodes is where we shine. Hey, Dennis, are we also on Facebook? We are on Facebook. It is facebook.com forward slash I-W-I-T-W-T. Um, that's where you can join us in on some Facebook discussions. It allows you to write more than 140 characters at once. Um, that's helpful when you're trying to get points across. <laughs> Twitter's weird to me, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all not doing so great at it. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> so, Well, we are, you know, so famous, so why aren't we doing better? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I think that wraps us up uh, for this week. Um, join us next week. I believe it's tentative, but I believe we're going to be getting into our, uh, um, it's going to be the Summer Blockbuster series. Ooh. Because I feel like um, the summer blockbusters, it spans a long length of time that can't be just encompassed in three or four weeks. And so we're going to be going into summer blockbusters throughout the summer, um, just kind of sparsed in between other blocks that we'll be doing. I think that's how we're going to be approaching that. Might have a full-blown summer block, like blockbuster block. <laughs> a blockbuster block. Uh, but anyways, without further rambling, <laughs> the movie that I am alluding to is Take It Away, Colin. Fate of the Furious. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait, we're, you we're guys. Jazz. We're jazzed. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're, for we're this Fast of the Furious fans because we're shitty movie fans. And hey, we're not just fans. We're not just we're fans. family. We're family. <laughs> yes. High five, Drake. Um, they're, they're great, idiot, stupid fun. Uh, <laughs> If you haven't watched them, please do. You will be entertained. <laughs> At least watch five, six, and seven. Yes. Like, if you're not like fully on board, just start with five, six, and seven because that's when they get completely it's, ridiculous. Yes, and, and they're so much fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're the new wave summer blockbuster. It's how blockbusters should be made now. Just over the top, really well, good writing. You know, well, good, <laughs> well, well, good, good writing. writing. <laughs> I host a podcast, guys, an audio podcast. I'm good at this. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, I, like I can't, I can't, I can't talk about them enough. I was surprised how much of a fan I am of them because, I mean, before I would totally badmouth movies like this. It's just like, what? Those are totally bro flicks. Why the fuck would you watch those? They are so entertaining. Holy shit! Uh, I'm looking forward to that. So join us um, next week for some Fate of the Furious. All right. Thanks for listening to us uh, for Green Room. Uh, thanks for joining us, Rob. Oh, this was great. Having me. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Nice to meet you. <laughs>